Hello and welcome to the State of the Republic. Joining me, as is usual here, my co-host, co-founder of the podcast, Michael. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing good, Luis. Been a, a very busy day at work, trying to follow everything that's going on with the Republic, as well as the other ins and outs of sports today. There's uh, the draft and everything. So being in Sacramento, my my Kings, trying to keep an eye on that as well. Um, but yeah, it's been a good one. How you been? I've been doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, a bit sad because of <laughs> some of the things, you know, what we'll be talking about today, but. I guess everything happens for a reason, as they say, and you only hope for the the best, right, for anyone who is going to be leaving our republic. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it here, here shortly, too, but definitely got me by surprise some of the things. Uh, I don't know how much we'll find out from the team, but it'd be kind of nice if they told us, yeah, it happened because of this, because of that, but realistically, we know that those conversations are, are kept closed door and you know, we'll, we'll probably never know uh, unless, you know, someone from the team wants to tell me privately and we won't mention it on the podcast if you tell us to not mention it. Uh, but, you know, it would be nice to to know uh, what happened there. But yeah, so that, that's that's kind of where, where we're at too because uh, as we all know, we just found out about the news of the players just yesterday. So it's, you know, it's, it's fresh and I'm sure every, every Republic fan's uh, mind. But before we get started... Wanted to remind you all, if you're not following us on social media yet, please, you know, give us a follow. You can find us on Facebook, State of the Republic Podcast. You can also join our soccer group, Sacramento Soccer Fans as well. Please join, talk about anything going on in the world of soccer on there as well. Um, Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at StateRepublic12. Please give us a follow. Please uh, check out our uh, latest posts and what we uh, tweet about. I know we, we've been uh, pretty active lately on, on Twitter too. And Michael's been joining too on, on the account there as well. So please uh, give us a follow, find out whenever we post another episode and really anything going on Republic News as well as uh, we keep up to date with anything going on there. Aside from that, Michael, uh, before we get started here with our main topic of this podcast, wanted to mentioned to everyone that actually the team just announced that they're going to have these uh, what they call mystery collection boxes for sale so if you don't know what that is go check it out it seems like it's going to be really cool it's it's like one of those uh, uh really i mean it's a mystery in the title right so it's one of those surprises right that you can get in the mail because you're ordering something you don't know what it's going to be but according to the team it's something that is supposed to be a uh, really promising something that's supposed to be really valuable like they say it could be a player worn jersey or gear limited edition promotional scarf and and more right so each box is going to have different things i know i'm going to get one of the boxes they do have two different boxes there they have uh, their uh, regular i guess you could call it mystery box for 75 dollars, and then also a premium mystery box for 125 dollars I don't know about you, Michael. It's I'm almost tempted to be like, man, I want to get the premium because I have a feeling that a game worn jersey is probably in the premium, right? You you would think so. One twenty five. Um, I know times are a little tough right now for some people, so maybe they can't necessarily afford that that premium box. But regardless, I mean, it's always nice to get a a cool little mystery gift. I know they've got the, the scarves and the hats and things of that nature. I'm, I'm all for it. I, anything that uh, updates my, my wardrobe with more Republic gear, sign me up. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a tough decision. <laughs> I, I like the, the limited edition scarves. I'm a sucker for scarves. I've got tons <laughs> of them. Oh, yeah. I, I am actually still on the lookout. And maybe this, it might be in the mystery box for a scarf from that first season. That and I've seen a couple of them out there, and I'm like, I really want one. So hopefully, this might be the time where I get one. Um, to give you guys actually a little more detail, so in the mystery box, the regular one, they actually do guarantee you that it will come with a couple items like player worn preseason or training top, one headwear item, one SRFC T-shirt, a limited edition scarf, and then a couple little uh, promo items. But 
as I was talking about the premium mystery box, it actually they actually do let you know that you're gonna get an authentic player worn jersey. It could it could be from the beginning or it could be from last season, but you're gonna get a player worn jersey from one of the seasons, as well as the other items that I mentioned for the regular box. So you do get that, and you do actually get a chance to even pick what jersey size you want. Uh, again, you know, if you want it, you should probably order it soon because they, <laughs> they, I'm sure they don't have uh, all the sizes or they might run out of some sizes too as well. So um, make sure that you check that out uh, soon. So should be interesting. I'm really tempted to get the 125 one. I know it's going to be <laughs> a big push because of uh, you were saying, Michael, during the times. But man, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get a game-worn jersey. From one of the seasons and i think just the, i picture it being like a christmas moment right you can open the box like you're opening a christmas present not knowing like i don't know what's in this box but i do know that there is a game worn jersey and just knowing that you're like man this is this is a good present so it's awesome yeah so we'll let you guys know uh, what i do get uh, but i know i'm gonna get one of the two boxes too and uh we'll we'll probably do a, a live of some sort to actually reveal the surprise and i won't look at what's in the box and be on the lookout for that and if you get one michael too then i mean you will share it right yeah Uh, for sure so with that being said moving on to this main topic of today's podcast as we mentioned before michael not so fun news huh it's oh man it's it's uh it's so sad. I, I gotta say, it, it's really sad news to have to tell everyone to have to bring it out. And I'm sure the team knew, right? Like, and that's why it took them, you know, a couple of weeks to figure out, like, how are we gonna say this? How are we gonna um, mention some of the players that are gonna be in departure? Uh, super sad. I know, like I said, most of the fans are, are pretty sad, and we've seen it. Some of the comments and and whatnot. Uh, but without further ado, yesterday we found out the team came out. They put an article mentioning some of the players that are going to be returning, others that are going to be leaving or no longer on the squad, and then just some players that are still being negotiated and we probably won't find out until a couple of weeks, maybe even beginning of next year, uh, whether they're going to come back or not. But if we look over the the players that are going to be returning for next season, we got Rafael Diaz coming back probably as our number one, Shannon Gomez, Jordan McCrary, Jaime Villarreal, and Andrew Wheeler Omunu, as well as, uh, of course, our academy players like Caden, uh, Mario, and Cameron is actually there as well in that list. One thing to note there, uh, as you guys heard us in the previous podcast, uh, and so interesting right what what are your thoughts uh, let's start first on these players returning what what do you think about these players um i think it makes sense um i am a little interested to see what exactly happens with cameron um based on the reports that we've heard that he may not be in the plans anymore but he does have that guaranteed contract so it makes it a little more difficult <sighs> it's it's bittersweet because I'd love to see a few more returning players. But I, I will say I'm, I'm happy with the ones that they did bring back. Um, none of them in there is in, There's nobody in there where I'm like, oh, why'd you bring that guy back? And it all makes sense to me, um, especially Jaime. Uh, and then Rafa. I thought Rafa was worth his weight in gold in, in, the, in the box this season. So it works for me. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Rafa clearly deserved to return. He clearly deserves to continue to be our number one goalkeeper. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully we see him most of the season uh, for this uh, upcoming uh, 2021 season, because I think he, he has a lot of potential. I think if he really owns the net, we might see him in MLS. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets that opportunity and, and good for him. Because again, as we said before, like he, he had to, you know, uh, sit in the bench for quite a while his first season, right? When Josh Cohen was there, he didn't really get that many opportunities. 
And so, you know, it makes me really happy to actually see him uh, get more opportunities. And as we'll find out with some of the players leaving, he might potentially be that number one. Uh, so really, yeah, I think really good. I think we're going to see quite a few opportunities. I think that's a, a key word here. Uh, players like uh, Andrew Wheeler. Yeah, I think he played in five, six, seven games last season. He, with with the players that are leaving, uh, you've got to think he's going to be one of the focal points, uh, getting way more game time than he did this past season. Um, yeah, and we didn't really see a, a lot of him, like you're saying too, and and there might be a reason why, right? Why he is returning. Other players who may were more active aren't returning. And, you know, I guess only coach knows, right, what, what he saw in practice and, and the potential that he knows that he might have as well. Um, looking at our other players, though, Shannon Gomez, Jordan, and, and Jaime, great to see him back. I mean, these are players that they, they just they carry the team in their backs. They've been there when we need him, and they, they've clearly deserved to return back, and it makes me really happy to see them. Uh, back as well because they, they've been really important for the team and also again looking at the academy players it's great to see them there uh, what one of the players that I'm kind of questioning is he going to come back or not because they at least the team didn't mention it there is Juju uh, I, don't, I don't know what you think Michael or if you know something else but I didn't see Juju on there so it makes me question like wait is he actually coming back or what's happening there? Um, I haven't, I haven't heard anything. I'd, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Um, I, I don't know what his contract situation is. Uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like they definitely have a, a plan set up where they're, they're keeping most of the younger guys. Um, everybody they're keeping minus um, who's McCrary. McCrary is the oldest of that bunch. I believe at 27, the rest of them are in there early twenties, maybe their mid twenties. Um, as far as like Gomez and Villarreal, they've, they've got some, they're keeping most of the younger players. Uh, it looks like they've got a, a, a plan in place from what I can see as far as who they're keeping, whereas who they're getting rid of typically are older veterans, yeah. which makes it that much more difficult to see them leaving. Yeah, and on that note, uh, I mean, this is the, the sad section, right? The players that are departuring, which, you know, every season we, we know that the players who leave, there's probably a, usually like some players that were like, ah, you could have probably left that player. Like, hey, he was, he actually he just needed more playing time. He had potential. Um, but out of that list, uh, Ash Apollon, Billy and Bijev. That one just, hurts. I yeah, know it hurts. That, that, that one, yeah. I, I, I'm still in disbelief, uh, like I said on Twitter. Um, Adam Grinwis, Roro Lopez now confirmed. There goes my little tiny hope that <laughs> I had that he would actually still be able to stay. And uh, Drew Skundrick. Also, Juan Barona and Matt Mahoney's contracts, they just let him expire. They expire at the end of the, the league year as well, so... Um, they are also out as well. And Brady Scott, Frank Lopez, we know that they were on loan. Uh, Brady Scott came from Nashville. Frank Lopez from OKC. Both of their loans were only until the end of the 2020 season. And so they're going to be uh, returning to their clubs. Um, something that I was telling you off air to Michael, right? Like I think maybe they should have tried to negotiate it like a clause of some sort where they can actually... Uh, have an option to purchase at the end of the loan. Uh, I would have been interested in them purchasing Frank Lopez. I think he had some potential. You know, we saw he had an attitude when he would come off on the bench and he really seemed like he he was different, I think, than our other forwards. But sadly, that, that wasn't a part of the negotiation. And I got to say, even Brady Scott, too. We only saw him one game. He had a lot of potential, too. He had good numbers. He came from Europe as well. And so I was really interested to see like if uh, in the event that Rafa Diaz couldn't be out there, how Brady Scott could have like taken over that position. But, you know, it's one of those things that again, they were just uh, uh, end of season loans. Uh, 
and not even half season, right? Just like a couple of games. And, and so I think a rather weird situation, but due to the times that we are in right now, then we never really had half a season, right? <laughs> it was more just one uh, a complete season without like your half season transfers. And so uh, they're gone there. Um, and also two more players, Sam Warner and Thomas Hilliard Arce, uh, surprisingly elected to retire from soccer. I don't know about you, Michael. I'm still surprised that they retired. But as we said before, best of luck to them in their careers. Uh, I'm sure that they have a really promising career ahead of them. And, you know, they went to Stanford, so I'm sure that they probably won't have a hard time finding a job, right? <laughs> They're probably already hired on somewhere. CEOs of some major company just killing the game. Good for them. Um Soccer is not the end-all be-all for everyone. And for them, they made a decision. Good on uh, Tomas and Sam. Uh, happy for them if this is what they want. And this is what they want. As far as the uh, Brady Scott, that, that was strictly a, a break glass in case of emergency type situation where we were a little short a keeper. So we brought him in. Didn't really need to use him. You let him go back. Frank Lopez, I'm, I'm right there with you. I wish we could have kept the guy, but can't just bring somebody in. I mean, that's something you'd have to discuss with OKC as far as trying to get him to stay in town. Maybe they're not willing to let him go. Don't know the things on all that, but uh, I would love to get back to the, the table, the negotiating table, and see if we could bring him back on a permanent basis. It's never too late. The player's leaving, man. That... That one hurts. Uh, Roro started with a Roro, and you're thinking, okay, all right, um, this isn't fun. Then you've got Greenwich, which it's unfortunate for the guy. Went from starter to injured to Sia, go find a new team. And then you've got uh, your beloved, beloved Bulgarian baller, Bijan, <laughs> man. That's, I don't understand it. He's been a mainstay in our team for four seasons now. He's got 95 appearances, 16 goals, 13 assists. On a, a, a little plug here for the Indomitable City Soccer, but uh, he won Attacker of the Year as well as Team MVP. And now he's no longer on the team. That's that's wild. So not only is he a fan favorite because those are voted on by the fans, but he also had a great season. I mean, he it's not like I didn't see anything wrong with this play. It didn't look like he was diminishing or dropping. He still had uh, strong legs. He's only 27 years old. It's not like he's on the way down. I'm, I'm, I'm just sensing there's a, a change coming with this team. It looks like they're, they're getting ready to go younger and drastically because if you're 26 or older, it looks like your time with the Republic is up, which is insane. I don't know what the game plan is between uh, Coach Briggs and Todd, um, but they, they clearly have something set and an idea in place that it, it makes it's, it's too much of a coincidence that all these older established vets are getting moved out. Meanwhile, we're bringing in four players under the uh, 18 or younger that had 29 combined appearances this season. Um, it's it is what it is, I guess. At the end of the day, it is a business, but it sucks to see them go. Uh, Skundrick, he uh, he was our captain. <laughs> we we just cut we just got rid of the captain. Like we're just like, all right, thanks for being here, thanks for playing, and on to the next. It is a cutthroat business. I can't even imagine there. I don't think most of these guys saw it coming, and just like that, their Republic days are over. Uh, I would be shocked if all of them don't get picked up rather quickly. Um, probably Los Dos or something like that. And Oakland's going to need a couple of veterans to come in and help guide the, the younger players. Uh, I'll, I'll be cheering for them. You know, actually, now that you say that, I, I think Oakland is going to pick some of these. And I don't know. That might be how the rivalry continues to grow because as they say, right, when, when you get a player that was with your team and they leave, 
I don't know. And I don't know how like these players are, are feeling right after this situation that how do you spark a rivalry? Well, you know, you get players from your soon to be rival and that just might make the rivalry grow a bit, right? Because people are going to be in that bittersweet situation, right? Where it's like, oh, look, that player that used to be my fan favorite, not saying podcast Magic BJ would probably be playing for Oakland Roots, but you never know might be playing for them right and now you're cheering against them and you still have that bittersweet feeling that you're like well literally months ago i was just supporting them because they were on this side and so i feel like you might see some of those and actually to be honest i would actually enjoy seeing them play for oakland roots because i think that they have a lot to offer for that team and like you're saying they can guide some of the youngest players in their transition out to usl and they have that USL experience already too. So I think it would be a good move for them to get some of these players. And uh, and we'll have them close by too, right? And we'll see more of their games too as uh, we make the trips down to the Bay Area. Fingers crossed that we'll be able to see games next year. And so I think it's, it's a shame that they have to go, but I have a feeling some of them might stay here uh, locally and, and it's good for them that the opportunity to play for Oakland is, is right there. Right. And it wouldn't be a big move for them because it's not really that far. So we'll see, we'll see what happens to them and and whatnot. Uh, But like you said, I think they're going to get picked up rather soon. I mean, these players had a good season. I mean, Greenwood did get injured, but still, you know, he still uh, is an experienced uh, goalkeeper as well. And all the other ones, I mean, again, they have experience in USL. Well, actually, Ash Apollon just had just joined, but still he left a good image in the games that he played this past season. So I think that he would not struggle finding a team either. So we'll see. We'll see where, where they go and whatnot. But someone's going to go to Oakland. I'm pretty sure. At least one. I'd just love to see the reasoning behind it. I know we're not going to get a straight answer, but I'm curious, is it just a change in philosophy that we're trying to get younger? Um, like I said, I don't, I don't think it was an accident that we got 30 points, only two losses, and we uh, had 29 appearances from, from children. From, well, not children, but kids, teenagers, people 18 and younger, 29 appearances, and we still got 30 points, third in the West, only two losses. Uh, Todd and uh, Mark Briggs have been bragging about our youth and our academy, and it seems like they are they're going to start playing some of those youth and academy players rather quickly in a lot more games. They they seem to have this idea that uh, we're going to get younger and start making some cultural changes and just working through the kinks i guess if you're ever going to do that this is probably the season to do it because it doesn't look like at the rate we're going right now we're going to have fans in the in the stands so i guess maybe that makes it a little more likely to be okay with the the few bumps and bruises you're going to get because there there's going to be bumps if you're playing a bunch of 24 year olds 22 year olds 17 year olds you're, you're going to have your, your rough patches. Um, but at the same time, they, they played a lot of young guys this season and then went on a 10-game uh, unbe- unbeaten streak. But I, w- I would love to get an answer from them. Uh, I mean, I know I'm nobody. They don't have to answer me, but I would love to understand what the philosophy is. Is this COVID-related? Did we lose so much money that they're trying to get rid of some of the, the, the larger wages on the, on the books? Um, along with those veterans and main uh, mainstays, they were, they were making more money than the, uh, the Jujus and the, the Haydens. So it makes me curious. Does, does the, uh, the current economic scene have something to do with it? Is it just a philosophy change where we're, we're trying to see what we've got in the Academy prior to going MLS? I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept. Um, I'm fascinated by it. I definitely like to hear their their reasoning behind why they're getting rid of guys like club legends like Roro and getting rid of uh, midfield mainstays like Bijev and captains like Skundrick. Um, I'm I'm 
super interested to know. I'd, I'd love to try to get someone from the, uh, the team to come in and just give us a, a brief little explanation, just something. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be nice. And we're going to do our best. <laughs> no promises to, but we'll do our best to see if we can get someone on the team. Definitely. Well, definitely. If they can answer that. I mean, I think that, like I said, all the fans are probably left wondering like, Hey, what, what happened? And so I think it'd be nice if, if the club just, you know, mentioned uh, again, I, I know that no one's going to go into detail, but if maybe COVID did play a role in this and, and the financial situation, then, you know, we'll understand. And, and like I've said it before too, that for that reason, I completely understand coming from the team. There wasn't that many cells right done. Uh, and so you don't have that much money. I mean, you lost out on the ticket sales on the, the store purchases during games, uh, all, all the beer, the food, everything, right. That, that revolves around uh, a game. And so it's understandable why they would do that because if they even maybe ask the players, some of these players that left, would you be willing to take a cut in your salary because, you know, money is low. I said it before. I completely understand why they wouldn't want to take that because, you know, you, as you're a veteran player, and especially if you know, you're like BJ's age or 27, you're trying to still get paid a little bit more, right? Like, I feel like once you hit maybe 30, 31, that's when maybe your salary might start dipping a little bit. <laughs> but other than that, you know, you still feel like you maybe deserve to be paid more, especially coming from a player like Bishev that you were just named team MVP. You had a good season for, you know, what it was this season, the amount of games and whatnot. And so I could understand on that perspective. Um, on the perspective, if it was a, a strategic decision, I mean, I could see it in the way that coach probably coming one from being an academy coach he probably saw that this season he had good players like Sarges, Mario Penagos, Juju, academy players that really played really well. And we haven't seen academy players like that in the past that have really stepped up to that opportunity. They've given good games coming from the bench. We all remember that game against T2 that we thought we were going to end up tying and it was going to be really embarrassing but Juju came to the rescue and he helped uh, secure the win for that game. And so I think if it's for that reason, I could understand maybe there's other players that we haven't seen this season that he thinks have potential. And so their overall game plan might be a, we actually do have good players this season. We saw some of the good Academy players. Let's give him more of an opportunity. If we have these more veteran players, they're not going to get as much opportunities. And at the end of the day, their goal is to, when they join MLS, have a solid team. And some of these academy players might play into that role of having that solid team because by the time we join MLS, they're going to have more playing time these two next seasons in USL. And they might make that leap onto MLS. And so let's not be surprised if that's where this is going. They want to form these new players and they want to give them as much playing time as possible. So once uh, MLS season comes through, these players can be in that team. Of course, not as a DP role, unless like one of them is like a superstar in, in two years. But I feel like that's what they ultimately want. And only time will tell if that decision is good. You know, I, I can't be here maybe now saying like, oh, you guys made a terrible decision. Like as much as, you know, I'm really sad at seeing some of the names that are leaving, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see how this next season turns out. Let's see how our players perform. I think we do have a good solid academy that we do have good potential. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not all bad because true, we've seen cases like T2, even the old uh, Seattle Sounders 2 team that like just had players that weren't as great. I mean, they were playing against older players. So of course you could right away tell that like they just weren't as competitive to the rest of the teams. But on the flip side, you have teams like Los Dos that have a young squad and they've actually been really competitive in the last couple of seasons. So 
I think if you form something like Los Dos, if that's kind of the uh, way that we're headed, then, you know, it might not be such a bad idea to to actually go that route. But again, only time will tell. We'll see if, you know, the things are, are actually uh, right. And we'll see if their decision that they made was was the best one or not. But hopefully, hopefully it is. I, I hope that they know what's best for the team. I, I know they... They don't want to purposely make any fan feel like they're not thinking about the team, right? That they just didn't want those players because I know they really have a lot of appreciation for them. And at the end of the day, there was something else, right? That they felt like they couldn't have them on the squad next season. And so we'll, we'll see, like we said, if we can have someone from the team that can at least maybe give us a, a an answer even if they don't go into specifics on, on what happened, because it, it would be nice to get an idea if maybe the, the philosophy is changing. But at the very least, I think once we find out what our full 2021 squad will be, we're probably going to get a good idea of, okay, we're headed in this direction, depending what players uh, come through. Um, one thing I forgot to say before, um, some of the players that are being negotiated, though, as we speak, are Carlton Belmar and Darius Formella or Derek Formella. Um, and so we'll find out in the next coming weeks if they're going to return or not. Personally, I hope they do return because they can make a difference. And I think as much as they might want to have a young player uh, squad, for the most part, you still need to have some players that you know do have a couple of USL seasons uh, with them because you, you want to have those uh, leaders in the group, right? That can guide the rest of the team. And so... We'll see what happens there. And, and of course, the team also said that they're going to be making additional announcements of the roster for 2021 and, uh, you know, what happens with these players and, and others that haven't been mentioned. Uh, we'll find out, out that in the next coming weeks and possibly throughout the winter as well, like they mentioned uh, in their article. So we'll find out more information later, uh, but hopefully, hopefully it's, it's for the best. Uh, for the squad for the next season. But with that being said, Michael, uh, what what should the team be out on the lookout for? Because, I mean, we are probably going to get some signings. They might not be a name we all recognize. It might just be, uh, again, younger players, but that shows some promise. But what are your thoughts on, on what position should be? Well, I mean, the most obvious one is the keeper. We, we need a backup uh, with Greenwood gone and... Uh, Brady gone. We're going to have to bring somebody in. Um, I'd love to get some extra firepower up up top, um, especially because we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Belmar or Formella. Uh, I originally I wanted, I really wanted to take a look at Cristiano Francois from Reno, but it doesn't look like he fits the plans anymore. Um, given their, their, uh, seem to be trying to get younger. He doesn't really fit in with what we appear to be doing anymore. Um, I guess. Yeah, man, everybody I want is an older guys. Um, and unfortunately that doesn't seem to be the case anymore when we're getting rid of 28, 29 year olds that it really takes me back to, I want to know what the game plan is. If, if they're trying to get younger, then I guess we start looking at younger players um, are they going to start looking at more academy players to bring up? I haven't heard too much about academy players that are ready to move up other than the, the, the ones that we already have. Um, but obviously uh, a must is keeper. We, we can't go through the issues. We, we stumbled into uh, Rafa working out well for us. So we may not get so lucky a second time. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think we, we should have a, a backup goalkeeper. I mean, for all we know, it could end up being Ramos, right? That They might still keep it to the academy as well. But you definitely want to have three goalkeepers, even if that is the case. And so whoever it may be, I hope it's someone that at least has a season in the USL. At least they already know what the USL is like and they already have that um, experience with them. Um, definitely there. And then... I think they really need to focus on the midfield. It's going to be really important. We lost a lot of key players now 
the podcast magic is gone. Uh, you know, Skundrick is gone. Roro is gone. Uh, so, you know, it should be a big focus, and I'm sure they're really looking at that. Uh, Ford-wise, I mean, we, we'll first figure out if Carlton and um, Derek actually come back. Of course, Cameron is there. We don't know how much he'll play, though, um, what the situation will be like there. But I think forward-wise, if they do uh, are able to bring Belmar and Formella back, then you got a good solid forward there. Um, but main thing, I think, is in the midfield. But as far as what players they'll bring, I'm with you, Michael. I, I, <laughs> there are a lot of players that I could think of that might not fit this new uh, mentality or this new uh, team that we might be seeing in the next season and final season in USL too, probably. Uh, but I would say that if they want to keep that young mentality, then they should probably take a look at Los Dos. See what players made from that team you could potentially sign. For one, they're going to be probably cheaper unless you know they are a player that has a lot of uh, promising future that LA Galaxy is not willing to let go of or is going to sell for a lot more. But you bring in players, right, that you see maybe that they did good with Los Dos and you could bring them in the team and they can help out. I mean, we saw with uh, uh, Tomas, he also came from Los Dos. I thought he had a good season. I think if we get more players like him coming from Los Dos, which for all we know, we might we might get more Los Dos players because I think they have that connection with them. Uh, that would be interesting to see how much that could change the team to have a mixture of players from the academy and some Los Dos players that already have some experience playing in USL. And so I think that would be a good strategy for them. Definitely don't get any player from T2. I'm sorry, Timbers <laughs> too, but, you know, they didn't have a, a good season. Uh, but, you know, who knows? There might be a gem there or two. I, I, I haven't really uh, uh, looked at a lot of uh, players from that team there. But I think overall, if they do want to have that young mentality, go out in the market in the USL, look at different young players from different teams and try to sign them because at least they're going to bring that experience from the USL with them. They're still going to be young. They're still going to fit that same uh, uh, team, right, that they are looking at forming for next season. And so I think that that would be the the best thing there for them to do. But, of course, I hope that they do surprises and we do see, like, a an older player that can, again, help guide this team. And I don't know about you, Michael. I don't know if you think there could be that potential, but I think it would be really nice if they got a player from the MLS who would be willing to go down to USL for two years with the potential promise of actually making it to the MLS team in the third year. Do you think that there might be a player that might take that chance? Or I I don't even know if, I mean... That for all we know, they could sign the contract to be three years if you know there is the way to do that. Um, but I think it would be interesting if there was a player that would be willing to do that, and it would definitely benefit us a lot in, in USL to, to have a player that, that would be willing to do that. I think it would be nice. I don't know if you're going to find someone willing to do something like that. Um, that sounds kind of like a Tommy Thompson-esque type player um i guess if you could find someone willing to do that but the money would have to be right in order to get them to do that um i i would like i want more attacking power on our team um i if you look at the statistics wise we weren't missing a whole lot but watching the games just grading it based on eyes we're we're missing out on some 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 finishing in, in my opinion, um, there's uh, Tucker Bone. He was an attacking midfielder with uh, Reno this last season. I, I, I know Reno's not our favorite team, but they do have some star power. They do have some good players, man. There's a reason they were number one in the league. And, I mean, they lost their team. This is when you should be going in and picking up players. But uh, Tucker had uh, 14 appearances with four goals this season. And they – they were legitimate goals. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think you bring him in, see what he's got. He's an attacking mid. We, we can use the 
you can never have too much midfielders and he can score goals and you just gave, uh, gave up on BJF. So, uh, somebody's gonna have to put the ball in the back of the net from the midfield as well. Um, he also, uh, is a local, local kid. He, he played SAC United and uh, Placer United. So any, anytime you could bring somebody in who's local, another, another Owasa, and, uh, it'd be nice to have, I think he's like 20 or early twenties, mid twenties. So I think he reaches that age uh, demographic that the team seems to be pulling for. Yeah. He's, he's 24. Uh, granted he, he will turn 25 at the beginning of, uh, next year too, but you know, I get him then. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he needs to sign before, before he turns 25. So that it's still, you still get the math there with the age. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be interesting, but like you said, he did play for Placer for Sacramento United. It, you know, he grew up in the area. I'm sure you get that nostalgia. He might still even have family living in the area. And so maybe, right. It may, maybe that, that is someone who, who, could potentially join and, and that would be interesting to, to see some Reno players, as we said in the last uh, uh, podcast too, to, to see some of them actually join the Republic and whatnot. And they had a good team. We can't deny that as much as, you know, they were our big rival and definitely a lot of players that gave it their all. And, and so we'll see, we'll see who happens to, to join there too. But, you know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, transfer season right for us to to see who who comes through and really how this team is uh built around because a lot of players are leaving uh, you know i think back at, at previous seasons and i don't recall a season where like a lot of players have left and i feel like if we look at all the players that you know we just mentioned that's a lot of players you could like i believe it was our our good friend Jared from uh, Phoenix that said you could build a starting 11 with all the players that are leaving. And I don't recall ever there being a season where we could say that from all the players leaving. And so there is definitely a big restructure going on here. And so again, if, which we don't know when USL season will start true, but if it starts at its usual time of, March, if come February we still don't have that many announcements, or maybe only two players have been announced, then we'll probably already have an idea that a lot of the players are going to be players from the academy that are going to be given that opportunity. So we'll see, man. But if if we don't sign a lot of players, it's looking like it's going to be a, a most uh, academy team, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens during this off season. Again, it's going to really show what, what kind of team we're going to have next season. Most definitely. Uh, Coach Briggs is going to have his hands full, uh, really teaching and breaking it down, uh, teaching these kids the, the fundamentals of what it takes to be a USL pro. Yeah. So we'll see what, what happens. Of course, we'll let you all know our, our opinions on, on each of the different signings that, that we get, but one, one final thought on this. I think that aside from looking at the local USL market, if they're looking at, you know, again, younger players, they should probably go out to like Mexico, Central America, South America, go out and scout to those countries. And there's a lot of hidden talent. And I always say this too. There is a lot of talent. And I know more of the Mexico market, of course. And I know that in Liga Mekis, a lot of young players don't get that opportunity to play because it's it's just a, it's a big foreigner league, really. I mean, the foreigner players typically get the spotlight more than the national players. And so I think if they go over there, they're going to find a lot of great players and, and whatnot. And, you know, we saw it in the past, right? We've had players that they've actually gone to scout. Uh, last player is, of course, uh, the player I call my tocayo. His name is also Luis. You guys all... Uh, might remember him uh i thought he he was a good player i mean honestly he didn't get that many opportunities but when we saw him i think you know he he had talent he just needed to get more uh playing time and so i think they need to go out there try and find a player from over there a player or two maybe possibly uh and you know bring him over here 
I think they have a lot to offer. Like they really have a different playing mentality and they could just really help bring something new to the team. And it'd be interesting to see them with an academy squad and, you know, see how the whole team can change. And so I hope they'll take a look at that. I mean, I'm sure they're probably out there scouting different countries, trying to see uh, what uh, local talent they can bring in. But I think it'd be interesting to see uh, if uh, a signing or two uh, it, it comes from uh, another country and really all the difference that they can bring into a team because not only with the Republic, but we've seen it with other teams. I always bring it up because I think it's a really good example of how you can be really uh, smart with the signing and also maybe potentially profit a lot from the signing. But LAFC's Diego Rossi, I mean, they signed him from Peñarol from Uruguay, which it's one of the Uruguay's top clubs. But I mean, he wasn't like the star of that team, but they signed him on and I'm sure they didn't pay a lot for him. And now look at how much of a difference he's made with that squad and how much more they're going to potentially sell him to Europe. It's it's going to be an amazing deal right there. If we look at it business-wise, LEFC is going to make bank from that sale. And so oh, yeah. if we could do something like that, hey, go to Uruguay again, go to the top clubs. They have players there. They're all great players. And a lot of players have made a lot of money after they are being sold uh, from the team that purchases them. I know in Mexico, a lot of players have come and gone and teams have really made a lot of money from that. And so that can help the team. I'm just saying, looking towards the future to MLS, if you get a good player that is really showcasing themselves, you never know. So uh, I, I hope that they, they take that into consideration because they, there is definitely a lot of potential out there that, you know, sometimes you need to look beyond local. I mean, I, Hope we get a lot of local talent, but I think it, it's always great to have one or two players that also come from uh, the outside as well and bring in another perspective as well. So we'll see. So before we close out, I uh, wanted to remind you all that our goalkeeper, Rafael Diaz, is actually uh, in the nomination for the save of the year. Please make sure to vote at uslchampionship.com. I believe you have until Friday to vote really deserves that. And it'd be really amazing to say a, our goalkeeper won the save of the year of the USL, not just USL West of the USL in general. And so uh, please go give him a vote uh, there. Also wanted to let you all know that in our next podcast episode, we are actually going to be having an interview. There's our first uh, local club interview with Academica Soccer Club General Manager Michael. Uh, for those of you who, uh, who don't know about Academica, it is Sherlock's MPSL team, which they recently uh, made it to the Open Cup and they had a game on ESPN. So really interesting team that has been around for a while, but has recently actually uh, been known more uh, now that they actually uh, were a part of the Open Cup. So definitely make sure you don't miss that one it's going to be really interesting we're going to talk about the team how it was founded and really everything else that has happened with the team ever since they joined the open cup uh or that they were a part of this uh tournament that we all really enjoy watching so you have anything else to add michael here before we uh, close it out yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the interview um i i I'm interested in hearing how it works as far as uh, the smaller clubs um, and U.S. Open. That's 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 incredible. I, I think that's really interesting. And uh, for the, the supporters, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, follow us on Twitter at State Republic Twelve. Find us on Facebook, State of the Republic. Interact with us. Let us know what you're thinking. Tell us what you want to see. Things of that nature and just general banter. I'm I'm all for it. But uh, don't get hurt if I hurt your feelings and you say something because I'll, I'll bring it right back at you. I'm just playing. But for reals, though, it's it's always fun talking uh, a little footy with other people and getting other opinions and ideas. Maybe you can let us know who you'd like to see Republic go after or 
what your thoughts are on losing our captain and best midfielder of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough, but, uh, I'm, I've got faith that the Republic are going to figure it out and we're, we're going to move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it, no, it, it definitely is, is tough. I mean, it, it's so sad that this has to happen during 2020, right? I mean, just oh, saying, here you go, 2020. Um, it, it's so sad that we couldn't see them last, right? And in, in the pitch with the team and uh, our last memory of them, uh, whether you went to that first game or like me, you went to that last preseason game earlier on in the year. That was our last time we'll ever we'll, we'll ever see them on the pitch in Sacramento. Hopefully, maybe they come back. Fingers crossed that uh, down the road they they make a comeback. Maybe MLS. Um, but you know these things happen. We know we know how how the world of of soccer is, and you know all I can really say is you know good luck to all the players that are out. I really hope that they find a team and they really uh, uh, give a lot to that team, whether it's a team in the USL elsewhere, even if it's in the USL in the West and we end up playing against them, best of luck to them, even if it's against us. I, I think, you know, that they, they are always going to be special to us. And that even if they are playing with another team, we are not going to be saying anything against them and only wishing them the best. And even if they score against us, I think we'll be like, well, Maybe that, that goes to show why maybe they shouldn't have left <laughs> in the first place. But um, yeah, I, I think it, you know it's 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 gonna be interesting to see where all the players uh, go. But again, uh, nothing but the best of luck to them to uh, wh- wherever they go, and and to the players retiring again, uh, best of luck in in their uh, future careers uh, yes, as well. Definitely. Once again, just as Michael said. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to not only this episode, but the other two episodes that we have on. We have a lot of exciting stuff in the works for you all upcoming. We already told you about the next interview we're going to have, but we are working on other interviews as well. So we're going to be really busy with interviews during this offseason until, you know, we actually have friendly games, uh, which that'll be to be determined whenever the USL uh, decides to announce right when they'll be restarting. That's when we'll probably have an idea of when we'll see friendly games, but really, we really appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, we, we see you listening. We see the subscribers uh, uh, joining in as well. So thank you for that. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please, we invite you to subscribe Uh, really gives you an alert every time you want to, find out if we have a new episode uh it's it's a really good way to to have that and also give us a review wherever you uh leave reviews as well uh we really appreciate that so for michael and me that's all for today and we will see you in our next podcast interview with academica general manager michael so thank you everyone take care keep safe and let's go republic yes be well